to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. The show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. What's going on, people? Glad you could join me today. Hope you're having an excellent day. Hope you're sitting there with a cup of coffee or... You know, with your earbuds in at the coffee shop, or you know, maybe you're just chilling in your office, or wherever you're at. I'm usually just sitting here at my, you know, kitchen table, and uh, usually got some coffee. But I have coffeeed out today, man. If I get, if I get a little excited, it may be because I had too much coffee. But uh, hey, listen, if you're a, if you're a first time listener today, first of all, I want to say thank you. Thanks for coming in and checking this uh, podcast out and uh, seeing what I'm all about. And uh, I hope that you'll enjoy the journey today. Uh, and if you like what you hear, by the way, uh, if you'll uh, just take a moment, it sure would uh, mean a lot to me if you uh, went by the iTunes store there uh, and gone to podcasts and just search for Youth Ministry in Motion. And when my podcast comes up, if you thought this was a value, you think that uh, what you're listening to is worth it, if you'd leave a couple of stars, a little review, I'd love to know who you are. And uh, and you can just leave that there, and I'd be uh, grateful. If you're also, if you're a, uh, a regular, by the way, and I need to know who my regulars are. I know this is sounding like a broken record, but I, I just want to know who you guys are. I mean, if you're listening for, to 10 podcasts in a row, or if, you're, if you listen to more than five, you know, you're on my team, and I'd like to know who you are. If you just leave a review... Uh, that way I can say, hey, uh, I'll give you a shout out here on uh, on the podcast. I'd love to do that. So uh, you as well, please go by, leave a little review in the iTunes store there. A couple of stars, a couple of words uh, would be great, would be fantastic. So um, so I hope you've been enjoying the, uh, the series here about excuses because we are, just like anybody else, uh, youth pastors can make excuses. And today is, I've, I'm feeling... Uh, super motivational today uh, because I've had some experience, probably more experience than I really wanted in this particular excuse. Um, and we're up to, if you're counting, excuse number eight, um, I'll just quit. You know, I'll just quit. And we, 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 you know, we make the mistake, you know, of telling ourselves too soon, by the way, too soon, you know, that we are in the wrong place. You know, we get hit, you know, we get hit in the mouth a few times. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we get jacked up by somebody in the church. Something happens and we say, man, I'm in the wrong place. This is, this is awful. Well, listen, you know, uh, I'd say you haven't gotten hit in the mouth enough yet to figure that out, okay? Uh, now, listen, it may be true or not true, okay? Only time's going to tell. Uh, the problem is that we come to that conclusion way too soon, and because the minute the trouble arises and all that, we start updating our resumes. And I think that's the wrong move. You know, I think that's the wrong move. No, listen, I'm not telling you to quit your job, and I'm not telling you not to quit your job. You know, what, what, what I'm saying here in terms of, you know, of what we're talking about today, I'm, I'm trying to just lay some groundwork as to whether or not you can tell whether or not maybe you're supposed to leave or whether you're just making an excuse out of it. Because uh, there are guys who do it. Uh, that I've seen throughout the years that their answer to everything is I'll just quit and I'll start over. Uh, except I have started over a few times. And let me tell you what, if you have a whole life of just starting over, I don't think you get to see the roots or the fruit of the ministry you really want to have. And I think every youth pastor, every person who gets into, into youth pastoring wants to see the roots and the fruits. They want to see generational 
faith come alive to where this kid who came to an altar, prayed, uh, accepted Christ, whatever that is, you know, we want to see them as a generational seed sower that not only are they receiving Christ, uh, but their kids are going to receive Christ, uh, their grandkids are going to receive Christ, and something uh, transpires there. And, and more than ever in our culture, uh, there's less and less of that, and why there needs to be more youth pastors in the field, uh, you know, building generational believers, uh, because uh, of the culture and everything else is is it's not going that way. It's uh, you know all this quitting and all this uh, things that are going on. It makes it super tough when you when you're constantly uprooting yourself, when you're constantly uprooting your own roots and moving. Uh, you know that's a that's you start having growth problems in your own life, and we'll get into that here in just a moment. So in psychological terms. There's the two two parts there, right? We get into a situation, how we deal with conflict is we either fight or flight, okay? We either are going to be contentious and stay at that church or stay in a position until we have until we are a bloody mess. <laughs> we're going to we're going to be we're going to be back alley boardroom brawlers and we're just going to stay in it until we've just gotten our brains knocked out. Okay, that's option 1. Option two is flight, right? We just take off, you know, somebody somebody doesn't like, you know, the game we did and somebody doesn't, you know, doesn't think we're cool enough and, and uh, you know, somebody makes a snide comment on social media about whatever and suddenly we're going, well, we get our feelings hurt and we say, well, that's it. I'm going to run away and I'm going to go find some people that like me. Can I just tell you a secret? Shh, come in real close. Come in real close. Come on. Shh, shh, shh. Here's a secret. Every church you go to is the same people. They are just wearing different faces. All the personalities, I'm going to speak up now, all the personalities that you see within your church right now, they're in your next church. Whatever church, if you decide to pick up and go, go to another church, I'm telling you, all the same personalities are there. They're simply wearing different faces. You're not running away from anybody. You're running into the, you may get the, the three-month, the four-month, the two-week honeymoon period, but after that, those personalities rise up in the church, and they, they find you, and you will find them, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, uh, there is no, there are no, no uh, church paradise, if you will. Uh, there's just people. Uh, that are broken people who sometimes make our lives not so happy. Uh, and so to flight, it's, you have to remember what you're flighting to. You're not, you, you may be flighting for a better paycheck, but you're still flighting off to uh, a place where the same personalities are there. Now, let me say this. Some people say fight, some people say flight, but let me just throw another option in the mix. And that is the word, and I, I'm not a big fan of it, and you're probably not either, but that is the word submit, submit, right? And I tell you what, I am the kind of kid, <laughs> I, I was terrible, man. I was the kind of kid that if you had me on the ground and you had my arms pinned and you said, I'm going to punch you in the face until you're unconscious unless you give up, uh, I would say, yes, I will give up. And then the minute it got off me, I would attack them, okay? and that, I just, I was not very good at submitting. I just wasn't, and, uh, but you know what? You, the older you get, the more you learn that submission, if you listen to the last uh, uh, 
not the last podcast, but the one before that, you know, about, you know, serving, about where real power comes from, right? That's the, uh, that's the, the episode, if you want to look, listen to that episode about where true power in the ministry comes from, uh, check that out. But, you know, Jesus neither ran nor fought when, he fa- when faced with his destiny. When he knew where he needed to be and what he needed to do, there was no fighting. There was no flighting. There was no, he, he said, look, I'm just going to go through it. I'm just going to submit, right? Right in Philippians, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit even to the cross. I'm going to submit. He's, you know, Jesus himself could have, he could have just called down legions of angels, right? Matthew 26, 53, and destroy all who opposed him, which would have been maybe one of my options. Good thing I wasn't the savior of the universe, you know, but he didn't, thankfully, right? He also did not run and hide. When the Pharisees and the soldiers came from in the garden, Peter, you know, was quick to violence. He says, the solution is to this situation is I'm just going to start lopping ears off. Okay. It's going down. I've had enough. We're going to fight. We're going to get Jesus out of here. And uh, Peter was like secret service. We're going to get Jesus out of here. We're going to, uh, this is going to happen. Uh, but listen, but that's not what Jesus called him out and said, listen, man, not only am I going to heal this guy, I'm going to heal the guy you just wounded, uh, but you're going to have to deal with the issue here. Okay. Put your sword away. And sometimes we as youth pastors, especially if you're a young youth pastor between the ages of maybe 20 and uh, 25, listen, put your sword away. Stop fighting with everybody around you, okay? It's, it's, you listen, we have to be the church together. We have to do it. We can't, we cannot go into sword fighting with everybody we meet. It's just not gonna, we can't be lopping off ears uh, in the lobby, okay? Visitors will see that and they, they will not like it, okay? Nobody wants to see that. Jesus did say, listen, he did say, listen, have you, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would an outlaw? He said, every day I sat in the temple courts and you did not arrest me, right? Jesus was, wasn't hiding. He wasn't running. He's there. I'm out here living my life, you know, but too many youth pastors have a low threshold of pain and running to the next church seems like the better bet. And I don't think it is, you know, uh, I mean, once again, experience here, right? I, I'm, listen, I was, I was the fighter. I'm, I'm the guy who I take no joy in it necessarily, but I was fired from two churches, not because of immorality, not for do, wrongdoing, but simply because I didn't like running, right? I'm the guy in the movie that says, you know, I'm tired of running and then just turns around and just says, that's it. We're going at it right now. I'm not running anymore. Uh, and I'm not saying, listen, by the way, I am not saying that I was right. Okay. But that was just my default. That's just where I was as a young man. I just, I, you know, I don't know if it was my New York upbringing or, or what it was, but uh, I just, I said, look, I'd rather, I'd rather fight than do anything else just because running just didn't seem like a great option. And I could have been, listen, I could have, I could have been patient, right? I could have just sucked it up. I could have stayed. I could have learned something. But unfortunately, hard-headedness prevailed, Okay. Um, so the question then is, how do we kill this excuse? How do we, what is the weapon of choice to destroy this, this, this thing that keeps us on the run? And the, and the weapon I would have to say is this, it is determined patience. It is a determination like a bloodhound, right? Determination is like a bloodhound. It picks up the scent and it does not quit until the perpetrator is found. 
So the question we have to ask ourselves, and if we're going to go into all determined patience, if you're, if you're saying, I'm going to commit to staying at the church I'm at, even though I'm having trouble, even though I'm, I'm facing a firing squad, even though uh, I'm not feeling it anymore, even though uh, the, 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 all the glory has run out, everybody's you know, done shaking your hand, patting you on the back, kissing you on the cheek, telling you how wonderful you are, okay? Even though that's, that's done, now, we're, now you're at a phase where you have to say, Am I determined to stick around? There's three things, okay? Three things, at least me, I'll speak for me, three things that I was really, that I drew out of the time where I did stick it out. There's places I did stick it out, by the way, okay? There are places that, you know, uh, that I just stuck it out. I said I had to, you know? I had to stick it out. I had to do it for my family. I had to do it for myself. uh, And I just said, I'm just going to do it. And the first thing is our true calling, the first thing I think that I was looking for was what was my true calling? And maybe you're the same way. Am I really called to youth ministry? And how did I know, right? Well, if this is especially if this is your first church, if you're listening to this and this is your first church, maybe you're wondering whether youth ministry is for you. Well, first off, okay, for me, I wasn't, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't much good at anything else, okay? Being fired from two churches, and after a four-year healing period I went through, I, I went back to it because I had decided I was not going to end my career in youth ministry uh, on someone else's terms, right? That's that fighter aspect in me. I just said, look, I'm just not going to lay down for you. I'm just not. Uh, that was mostly not to, the, not to the church or the pastor. That was mostly to the devil. Who would who would have loved to have just you know kept me on the ground, pin my <laughs> pin my my uh, my elbows down and says if you give up I'll give you the whole world, and uh, you know I felt like giving in and saying you know yeah you're right I'm just gonna just chill but I wound up not doing that I was determined to go back into the fray, see what would happen okay, so the church I returned to was 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 my wife's church. Uh, and we, and you know, it was a, it may have been one of the toughest churches I had ever worked in. Okay. Um, it was at, at the, at the time, the longest I had stayed in the church was five years. Uh, but it was five years. I was glad I put in, it was five years. It was just the longest time right now. I'm in a church right now that I've been in the longest time finishing up seven years. And boy, I don't even know what to say about that. Seven years, right? Whew, man, that's a long time for me. Um, but I was glad I put the time in and I'm glad I put the time in now, you know, those five years and these seven years right now have taught me about myself and what I really wanted and did not want. Right. Uh, after, you know, leaving that church, you know, I spent a couple of years unemployed, uh, and that was a whole other deal. You know, I thought again, many times, uh, you know, did I leave that church too soon, uh, all these kind of, you know, second guessing. And I was like, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, but I did not leave to run. I left to explore, you know, what God was really calling me to, you know? So after waiting tables, house flipping, grunt work, all that stuff, that gave me a lot of time to think. A lot of time at looking at what I, what my true calling was, you know, what, you know, and once again, my true calling, and I don't want to get it all mixed up and get all weird and get all, you know, you know, confuse the issue or anything, but whether I'm my true calling is in a in a church setting or whether my true calling, whatever those gifts, talents, abilities, whatever those things God has in me and getting out of me, uh, may not be in the church forever. 
It, I mean, as far as a congregate, maybe, but maybe not as a full-time you know, youth pastor. I, I always tell people, say, look, I, there may be a day when I'm not a youth pastor, but there'll never be a day when I'm not doing youth ministry. Those are two different, two different things. And so one thing I learned was on the journey here, and the one thing I think you might be looking for is what is my true calling? Well, you're not going to know if you, if, if, we, if you just keep quitting. That's an excuse, right? You got to find out. The other thing, the second thing that I found out about myself was my deficits, you know, my hard-headedness, all those things. Time showed me that my faults, you know, uh, my faults, and they were glaring, by the way, uh, that it shows me my faults and when uh, to decide, you know, if I'm going to, if listen, if I'm going to spend a ton of time getting better uh, at things I need to get better at, but I don't want to get better at things that I don't care about, Right. But we need to, I just says, look, I got to double down on the things that I have to get good at. And some of those things was just being patient. And that was just saying, look, I got to just nod my head, listen, suck it up and just do it because fighting about it wasn't going to solve anything. You know, the problem, you know, in many cases that we, we fail at stuff and then we move on. Uh, only to bring our deficits with it. You know, it, our deficits go with us. What we're not good at, at one church, we're still not going to be good at the next church, right? And I think we have to stick around long enough and let the chaos and the fire refine us. And I think that's what happened to me. I found out real quick uh, and still finding out, you know, my shortcomings, my things that I have to work through and the issues I have to work through to get that done. I have to let the fire burn those things off of me, those deficits and, and those, those weak things and those things that are just would, you know, would would kill a younger man, <laughs> you know. Uh, Thomas Edison says, says, look, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time, right? Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. And I think that's, you know what? I think we give up too soon. Thomas Edison is right about that. So let time, patience, and prayer guide you. Don't let the, your, your greatest strength be giving up, right? That leads me to the third and final thing that uh, we can learn, you know, through through determined patience, is we is our strengths. You know, if we are determined not to run, we'll figure out our strengths as well as our weaknesses. We're going to find out what we're really good at and how we use that within the context of our church or in the context of our lives. Right? Determination and stick to itiveness will build muscle and refine our character. Vince Lombardi said, the former coach of the Packers says, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. And we must always ask ourselves, what is the task at hand? Ask yourself, what am I working on right now? What do you feel like quitting? You know, whatever it is, don't just do, don't quit just yet. Work hard, study and then check your passion level. You know, it could be that you just need to break through a few barriers, uh, get a few wins under your belt, you know, before you know whether you're not, whether you're good at anything, right? Well, you don't know whether you're good, you're a good preacher, or a good teacher, or good at outreach, or good at leadership, or good at discipleship, or all those things. You know, you don't know yet. You have to be patient and stay long enough to figure out what you're really good at, what your strengths are. And then you figure out how to get rid of the, the weaknesses in the sense of giving it to people who are strong at it in those areas. You see, if you quit, you'll never know how close you were to finding out everything you needed to know about your calling, your strengths, and your weaknesses. 
and what God is doing in your life amongst all those things, right? So just listen, just remember, just remember as I wrap this up here, remember, if you quit for the wrong reasons, your excuses go with you. And that's the bottom line. You know, if you're if if quitting is your default mode for everything, you know, then you're just going to wind up bringing those excuses with you wherever you go. It's just going to it's going to be part of your DNA. It's going to be part of your your legacy, right? And I just could not fathom that in my own life. I could not fathom being known as a quitter. I could not I could not I just couldn't. It just would it would be too much for me. And so with that being said, as we kind of wrap up our time together, I hope that you found value in this. My encouragement to you is stick around. Stick around long enough. Stick around till it's almost painful, until you felt like you have learned everything you're supposed to learn. If, you've, if you're there, man, stay with it. And listen, if you've learned everything you're supposed to learn, then go ahead and, and start to pray about the changes that, you know, where you need to transition to, uh, wherever that may be for you. But, um, but I, I wish you well as you're listening to this. If you're in the crux of making that decision and going through that process, then my blessings to you. In fact, I'm going to pray for you guys after this is over and just say, look, I just pray for these guys that, uh, that are going through this right now because I've been through it. And you may be going through it too. So, but that is it for today, boys and girls. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the uh, Youth Ministry in Motion podcast today. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I hope that it's been a part of making your day a little bit brighter, making you uh, a little bit more learned, a little bit more motivated, and maybe moving your youth ministry a little bit forward where you want to go. So, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for hanging out. Don't forget to go by iTunes, leave me a little review there. I sure would appreciate it. And I will catch you guys next time. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.